0: I've been just typing it a lot of the silly things that just fall out of my brain I've been typing into that just just to, to have it go somewhere because I'm curious so the other day my buddy said poor little old Jake and I was like oh man I should really type that in and see what this, uh, this group think computer says about what little old Jake looks like and three of them were like these homeless looking young men and then one of them <laughs> was just like a ratty old popcorn something like that and uh yeah, I shared that and three of the four were laughable. The other one was just like, What the hell? <laughs> yeah. But like I was saying, the the cushion canvas event, the center piece for that particular piece of advertising was a, a mid journey uh five words or less prompt that involved cannabis and paintbrushes and colors, so that's that's what came out. I did maybe two iterations of that and I was like, This'll work, ship it. <laughs> Good to go. Yeah.
1: As I was saying, like uh, I got into Mid-Journey over a year ago purely because I made a Carolina Reaper and Blueberry hot sauce, and I made like a gallon of it and bottled it, and I was like, I need labels. Right. So Blueberry Grim Reaper
2: <laughs> was, was
1: the prompt, and I just you know kept re-spinning until I got to my life.
3: I guess that is the absolute beauty of that, is that ability to just be like, nope, not... Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. <laughs>
0: I mean, you and I talked about this for like a week. How many iterations did you go through? For that one? Yeah. I wouldn't
1: say that many because I had the 25 free prompts, and I got it done, <laughs> and under that, plus I did some other, you know, random dicking off as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it just... I don't know for someone who doesn't really have the time to to make a label i spent more time making hot sauce it it was a convenient way to make it look nice right giving it as a gift or selling it to people
0: yeah because i was looking at that piece of imagery and i was like oh you know i could really spend a week drawing this <laughs> yeah. or i could spend an hour messing around on the internet and trying to figure out something that's going to work for the purpose I need it for. And also, like, you know, it doesn't need to have that much scrutiny on it because it's just a visual on a flyer. Nobody's yeah. going to get too uppity about it. And it worked True. out, you know. I took an hour and I made a flyer and it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you know, it'd be like, oh, man, I got this great idea. Do I spend all week drawing this thing? And then, like, for a flyer it, that's Yeah, for a flyer for an that event right. that's going to be maybe a one-time thing. Yeah. How much time do I want to put in on this?
3: <laughs> How much time
0: is it worth mm-hmm. monetarily? To, you know. So I decided an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I decided an hour, and that's what we went with. And uh, I got it done. Both both formats of the poster for Instagram and Facebook, and the general um, typography of it and the layout for both those things. So that was cool. That streamlined yeah. my workflow a lot. I mean... I
1: think that's one of the useful things about it is... I mean, art's not part of my workflow, but so I'm just toying around with it. Yeah, the
0: reason we have you here is to have those cold, hard facts for uh, the opposite side of this conversation.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair
2: enough.
3: Honestly, I think that it could be an absolutely fantastic tool for a lot of different occupations in general. You know, um... I, I just don't trust humans enough to use <laughs> it to, to use it for those purposes as opposed to other things.
1: Well, I I mean that comes down to anything.
3: Right, I don't yeah, trust so, humans
2: absolutely. at
1: all. Absolutely, definitely uh, not behind the wheel of a car. No, right? <laughs> as, as we've seen
3: time and time again. I AI may actually help with that one day. I mean, if it could actually help them, you know, stay alert instead of on their phone. I'm totally
0: for it. Yeah, I just want self-driving cars to stop hitting fire trucks. I like right. fire trucks too much. <laughs> well, you just need a self-driving fire truck. To hit cars. Listen, listen. <laughs> if we're gonna even this out, yeah. If we're gonna even this out, I I, uh, I hope to one day see a fully autonomous fire truck. That way, I can yell at it the same way I yell at normal fire trucks. Which is lots of x
2: Yeah, but it
3: (laughs) it totally rules out, like, you know, that that time as a kid
0: when you're driving down the road and you, like, stick your hand out the window and get the... uh truck to listen if I was a programmer on an autonomous truck I would need the cameras to recognize that I'm not even a kid like what self-respecting how how could you be like oh yeah I program autonomous trucks and then not put that (laughs) it's got cameras it's got to be able to see it it knows it sees the dumb kids all the time picking their nose it does and you know it you can't get computer vision on a vehicle without seeing other drivers and other passengers just nope. being, you know, god awful, despicable humans. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna catch all the all the piss jars on video that get thrown at the truck. You know,
3: <laughs> that's that's gonna happen. It'll be the next uh, compilation video on YouTube. Well, right? yeah, all Don't the we?
0: all the you know, na- how do we, the natural truckers, the <laughs> biological truckers throwing stuff at the at the at the non piloted trucks. Oh, there'll, there'll be
1: some union disputes and turf wars over that. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Someone's going to vandalize or destroy an yeah. autonomous truck.
0: Well, I mean, uh, why not? Because society <laughs> is, uh, if not frictional, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, great word to use. Well, I that. mean, everybody's got a problem with something. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was on the way here, and I saw... Um, First of all, let me preface this with the person I'm talking about had a problem with either car accidents or insurance, and I don't know which, but, but they had a sticker on their trunk lid of their, like, old Buick LeSabre, and it said, I got my insurance from blah, 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 and in that same area of the car, there was, like, a big vertical strap where they backed into a pole or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there was a ratchet strap holding the trunk lid and the bumper and everything together, so I was like, I don't know what this problem... What the problem here is, it's not really great advertising. For no. The no, 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 no. no, no. It's well, they'll, not. they'll insure you regardless of how bad you drive. Right. <laughs> it's like we're gonna get some money on this one. Just how long? <laughs> how long is the play here? Like short con, long con, what are we doing? Yeah. So just so everybody knows that cares to listen, we're sitting on a back porch uh, with lots of greenery and birds and wildlife and such, uh, mainly wild because I'm here, but that's a different story. And we're in these uh, these floaty, really nice patio rocking chairs. I'm that, glad you uh, like them. That nice. uh, make no noise, so they're really good for recording and are also just stupid comfortable. So uh, everybody be jealous, but keep listening. Thank you. <laughs> 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 so, fellas, uh, how did the conversation go? Did I, I approached both of you and I was like, hey, we should get together and talk about this. And the, this was um, A.I., in general, but considering we have two creative people and a programmer at the table, is that a app's title? Is that what you call yourself? Yeah, I I, I write software. Uh, that's how I pay for the nice chair you're in. <laughs> uh, that's how you grease your way through society. It, it is uh, the frictional thing that we all live in.
1: I, I used to do like autonomous, kind of like automated stuff, but now I do fintech, so finance because it pays better.
2: Oh, and I don't have to travel <laughs> as much. Who <laughs> the
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go work in finance to make money, <clears> huh? <throat> <laughs> Imagine that, right? It worked. <laughs>
0: uh, who knew? So how much less does the travel last?
1: Uh, I was... When I was doing automation for factories and stuff like that, I was traveling nine months out of the year with oh, my God. hotel rooms. Wow. I did that for about six years. Um, and... I
0: don't travel at all now. <laughs> so, so that's so, That's all the less. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I get to work from home a lot more, so. Even better. So, Actually, I do a lot of working right here. Right here. <laughs> when the weather's
0: good. So the travel less is all the less. Yeah. And uh, what what does what does a good work day look like for you? Because that's a question I like to ask people. Like, What does a good creative day slash productive day look like? For someone in your,
1: for me, yeah, uh, minimal Zoom meetings, <laughs> which I'm always going to be in those because I, I kind of work with like equity and whatnot, traders and like investors, and they tell me what they need the data to give them, and I make it happen. Um, and lately, that has involved since GPT hit the scene, coming up with how to get GPT chat like conversational a chat we put it in slack to where they can access like actual
0: data on
1: accounts or
0: stuff like that so that's, that's more of a, a data flow tool where you can just yep. ask a, a, a not so well phrased question to the computer and they say oh here's the information you're looking
1: for yep it basically what it does is I have chat GPT write the code that it then runs to get the report
0: to respond to the person and how, how is that received? Like, has that been, like, implementing that has, has been, what? Yeah. Honestly,
1: these GPT transformer engines are way smarter than they should be. So <laughs> writing it has been really easy. But as far
0: as total adoption,
1: not 100%, just because
0: people still don't trust it. Yeah. And what's your, what's your counter to that? Like, just look, it works? Well, yeah, it's like, we'll find
1: a time when it was wrong.
0: Yeah. In, in this specific context, <laughs>
1: and, and actually, you can just tell it to. Uh, there's different metrics you can use to give like a percentage confidence, and so just tack that on to what you're showing the user. Like, oh, there's. 95% positive this is right or we're kind of shaky this is yeah. like a 60% that I would it imagine what response knew.
3: time is way quicker in general oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> instead of like
1: asking a developer to go spend like a week to right. write the code <laughs> and get back to you with a report versus a minute
0: Yeah.
1: so here in this house if you're on my local network I have a website that i would never done anything with Django which is like a website engine in Python So I had GPT
0: write it with me because I was like, I've not done this. So I'm just going to have it write it. So you fed it all the language for Python and said, hey, this is what I want. It's kind of. Basically, I was like, I want a website that's a cocktail blog. And i (laughs) want
2: you to write it. But
1: here's the, the fun thing about it is you put in a cocktail name. And if it's already made the page for the cocktail... It shows it to you. If it hasn't, it writes the HTML for the page for the blog on how to make that cocktail. And it writes its own AI prompt, which I then feed into Dolly to generate the image for the cocktail. So I'm just pulling it up on my phone right now. Because I feel like just showing it to you is better.
0: Okay, so do any of these, do you get the full recipe on the webpage, the whole nine yards?
1: Alright,
0: here is one.
1: How to make the Hinha, Brazilian Cocktail Delight. So we get the little bit like, you know, the story behind the drink. We've got the history. Uh, You know, it's humble origins that can be traced back to the sugar cane plantations of Brazil, you know. We can skip all that. We get down to the ingredients, the instructions.
0: Wow. Conclusion. Oh, and look! There's the AI generated image at the top. So, have any of these sort of went sideways, involved bleach, or... No, like... uh, I, I put in... <laughs> I've tried to put in some minimal safeguards to throw an
1: error if it's not a drink. Yeah. But, uh, I did have one where it... I misspelled, uh, Bellini, and I got some sort of German
0: pancake.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, yeah, it'll work. Yeah, I like pancakes, I mean... right. It's not a drink, but... <laughs> so, I was listening to NPR yesterday, and they were talking about, um... Having one of these text bots generate recipes, mm-hmm. and it got a little out of hand and started uh, telling people how to make chlorine gas. Oh wow!
1: <laughs>
3: so this was like the anarchist cookbook? Yes, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh,
0: that's why I ask.
1: <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, I mean, that's that's a good question. And as said, I've not put this on the internet because I know people would try to break it if I did. Yeah. This is on my local. So, uh, any cocktail
0: you like? Oh man, uh, have you done one for an old fashioned yet? Because that's my go-to. I don't remember. All right, well let's let's check that out. Right, I hit generate. It says generating page. Ooh. 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 Yeah.
1: So now it says it could take. Uh, you're the first person to request this. It could take a few minutes. I'll just set
0: my phone down and we'll check back. All right, cool. Uh, so we'll report back on the AI generated <laughs> passage about a, an old fashioned. Excellent. So, Sean, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> it goes well, man. I, I'm, I'm,
3: I'm pretty amazed with just hearing this about GPT
1: chat because...
3: Is, like, that, is
0: that GPT 4? Uh, I
1: built this on 3.5. I've now upgraded it to 4 because okay. I finally got the permission to use it.
3: Nice. I, so the most I've ever seen with this is my buddy has several startup ventures back in uh, West Tennessee... And he's been using them to write his marketing blogs, you know, uh, for, for the local paper, a, as well as using it for entertainment
0: when we're just sitting around at the fire getting drunk. So. Well, there's... I, 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 <laughs> I've definitely asked uh, ChatGPT to write <coughs> some, uh, some rap lyrics about songs that don't exist. Uh... I had it write a mixed, mixed
1: results. <laughs> yeah, I had it write a duet between Dolly Parton and Elvis about being the king and queen of uh, Country Tennessee. Western <laughs> and
0: I uh, got both ends of the state covered.
1: Yeah, it, it was one of those things. <laughs> that my daughter asked me to make up stories for every night, and one of them oh, she boy. wanted <laughs>
0: so,
2: she wanted a story about the, yeah
1: <laughs> about the king of music. So I was telling her about Elvis and how he went to war, and that made him the king, and then she's like, well where's the princess? So I had to throw an audible and it was Dolly Parton.
0: <laughs> I mean, sense, what, what, yeah. what other uh, character could you put in there to make that sensible? <laughs> okay, so the, the old-fashioned web page, you know? all AI all uh, generated, crafting the timeless, and in, in quotation marks, old-fashioned cocktail, a journey back in time, dear god. <laughs> um, dates back to the 19th century. It's one of the original cocktails. Uh has that got amazing. its name in the 1880s. Two ounces of bourbon, one sugar cube, Angostura bitters. All right, it's not. It's it's on the right track. A twist of an orange peel and a maraschino cherry. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I, I've drank that before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the maraschino cherry. I mean, it's optional, but you know, it really ties it together. True. Yeah. So the first sentence under the conclusion of this particular page is, Old-fashioned as a celebration of simplicity and balance. Uh, I think that's a pretty good way to wrap that up. Check this out, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and the image wasn't too bad up at the no, top of the no page. No, it was not.
3: And uh, that- and honestly, it would take a photographer in, in his little light box, you know, uh, what? Thirty to
1: forty shots, maybe to pull.
0: Yeah, one. you need a. <laughs> that you might need good. an hour or
1: two to make that happen. So, right. I, I I did the estimations, and it's about five cents that I have to pay OpenAI to generate all that text and the image combined. So every page is about five
0: cents. So how'd you how'd you math that out?
1: Uh, I made like twenty of them, and then looked at how much they charged me for the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I can divide by 20. So, yeah, so this is my, it's my average use case. It costs as yeah. yeah. much. Yeah. All right, yeah. Okay. That's,
0: yeah.
1: Because their web pages, when you're using their api- APIs, they break it up by day. Okay. So that you get you know how much you, you spent every day. And you can put a cap on it, which is important.
2: <laughs> or
0: else you're going to end up making 60 of them in a day.
1: I, I haven't hit it, but uh, one of my buddies. Uh, had the default data cap on, which I do as well, and it's lucky for him. Good move. That it's, lucky for, it's lucky for him. <laughs> it's $120 is where it stops, and you have to go in and tell it you can authorize more. And he was like, I'm gonna have it read all of these PDFs so I can ask it questions about it. So he just had it, like, reading like his car owner's manual, like all <laughs> kinds of weird shit so he could just ask... have. All this embedded, so we could ask about it, and
0: yeah. I've 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 fed um, ChatGPT the pretty much the dictionary or language book of the Midjourney prompts mm-hmm. with, with all the styling and weighting and all that kind of thing, and it it's worked out pretty good. I like that a lot. <laughs> but see, then I get caught up. So there's no way that I don't get caught up in this process because it's like, oh, hey, what if I do this to do this? Right, and then what if I do this to the thing that does that for this and then it's like oh if I do this for the thing that does that for this what do I do next but
3: see, that, I mean that's just natural experimentation you know <laughs> like it, it, and it, it's a great tool for that sort of thing because it
1: does it quick you don't have to put in all the effort right <laughs> and it's it's new and it's all brand new. Like, right. there's not a book written on this yet unless GP, someone had GPT write it already. Yeah. <laughs> and, then
0: they, and then they wrote it under somebody else's name and published <laughs> right. it. Which has already happened.
1: They're
3: suing for
0: copyrights now. Well, I mean, if, if some computer's like, hey, I'm writing this book and I'm going to put this random set of letters as an author. And then I get a phone call from Amazon one day. It's just like, oh, hey, you published a book. And I'm like, no. no.
2: Yeah. But uh, it's got well, your name
0: on it, and it's sold 10,000 copies. Well, well, you know what? Give me the money. <laughs> right. I, I will take the check. I mean, Thank you.
3: I, that is literally happening. Right no, yeah, there. it is right now. Yeah. That's why I
0: said it. There's uh, a lady that's been, I guess, I don't know how you put this, like, voluntold that she's <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. author of this book. Yeah, pretty much. I I feel like she's got
1: a case against that in court, at the very least, even if Amazon's not pulling them down.
0: Well, whoever it is, I don't know if it's Amazon, but she's definitely been written in by a a digital substitute to be like, oh, hey, you're the author of this book. So whatever weird First Amendment Digital Privacy Rights Act case this ends up being, I'm kind of curious. Oh, man, there's going to be a lot of weird cases, because, I mean... Well, I mean, you already can't copyright these images, so, like, no matter what, if you... You know,
3: well, but see, that's already being contested too because there was a woman who wrote a graphic novel um, and she she wrote it. She fed the words into whatever program she used, got the images for it, sent it in for copyright. They gave her the copyright oh. and then they rescinded the copyright oh, yeah. when they found out that it was AI. So now she is suing copyright. Yeah, The government... You know to try and get this back for her images so we'll see what happens with that
0: <laughs> and considering it's an election cycle it'll be a couple extra months before yeah, this. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: right,
0: courts see. work slow <laughs> That's how they're
1: designed. They're supposed to move slower than the rest of the country. Right.
0: <laughs> well, they're not supposed to move so slow they go backwards, but that's too Touche. I'm just waiting for some real MAGA people to get uh, Donald Trump's prisoner number tattooed across their forehead. That'd <laughs> be, be a good day. Man, it's really funny to see, like, both sides have embraced this
3: mugshot for, <laughs> yeah. for products. It's like, it's so surreal. Well, I mean, Trump, it's everywhere.
0: Trump X'd it. He did X it. He put it on he his did. X account. Yeah. Is that sure. what we say now? We yeah, x it? I guess it is. Because uh, we don't tweet no more. now. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, That's, does anyone X? I mean, I've got X's, but I don't know if I've X'd. I saw the, the
1: logo on my phone change. Uh, so you know, I know it's there. Yeah.
3: Yeah, It actually confused me the first couple of times I saw it. I'm only going to speak of it satirically in this manner and
1: call it
0: <laughs> X. Like, oh, have you X today? All right.
1: So a buddy of mine, you, you actually may know him. He lives pretty close to you actually, but uh, he posted this the other day on Facebook. The devil went down to Georgia looking for some boats to steal.
0: Can we can we chat GPT that whole song?
1: Oh, I already did. I already did, and it was the comment I made on his
0: post. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much.
0: That's just living the life right there. I, I need I need you to send me this so I can copy and paste it other places. Now, see, this is Will the do.
3: use of AI that I'm here for. <laughs>
1: Making "Devil Went Down to Georgia" remakes Weird Al style. About the 2020 election I need I need I need this
0: like that and a trap remix <laughs> I, need, I need all these things. oh my God. cronies shrill plotted in the night. Oh there's all the good things. oh here look all the all the good things. I'm not gonna read that to the to the microphone, but I will, <laughs> you'd I have will. to sing it. It's that you're right. I can't just I can't just speak it to the microphone. I have to sing it. I'll put it. I uh, will promise. I will post that on the KAAP Instagram, 100. percent I'll get it to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I like that we were both like, no, we got to do that right now. <laughs> like, take it to the take it to the text generator. Like, I need, I need, <laughs> I need to hear. This I need a tax on. I need a tax on democracy and <laughs> in a, in a Charlie Daniels tune. Let's go. Hey, this is you're in Charlie Daniels' hometown right now, mm-hmm. Mount Juliet. That's yeah, true. I am. You're right. And uh, unlike most people. Uh, I like him less the older he gets. Uh, well, you know I don't what? Think, I, don't I think it's most people. Uh, I think that's
1: that's correct. I saw him uh, in concert once. It was shortly after he became born again.
0: Oh, oh! So and, he, was, he was freshly right wing. Yeah, he was he was freshly
1: minted. and. Uh, he changed a lot of words in songs. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He did. did. <laughs> he did.
2: <laughs> but
1: man, that he can fiddle. I, no. <laughs> there's no Ain't argument none. there. Yeah,
0: none, none at all. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a man that worked so hard, right, so talented with some strings. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it happens. Look what
3: happened to poor Clint Eastwood. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. this, this,
0: this got, this took a turn. Uh, for sure uh, well you know maybe there are, maybe maybe see the thing maybe there there's sh- we should ai generate a person into that chair in this footage if we're going to bring this back because that that is classic rnc footage he, he sat. What, what it was like obama's first term right he sat obama down a hypothetical obama in this really weird really real uh wooden chair on stage like Walked around the chair and talked to him for like ten minutes. <laughs> 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 i seen So
1: I, I don't recall this event, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be watching this on YouTube later.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: so yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Clint Eastwood is a real big member of the RNC, and he loves. I believe he loves that. going to political rallies and whatnot. So he sta- he staged an event on stage, and he talked to an empty chair as if it were President Obama. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I gathered via the context clues. And huh? and. The whole world acted like it was some legit shit. Like, huh. Well, the whole, I, the whole room, I wouldn't say the whole world. I mean, yeah, the rest of that, the people outside the room were like as that. It was no Andy Kaufman wrestling a folding chair for sure. Mm-mm. So, <laughs> no. It was honestly, it was, I think that was the tipping point right there. I'm going to say that's when the RNC real went south. Because, you know. <laughs> <we're>, <laughs>
1: I have a lot of strong opinions about when that went down
0: (laughs) I'm going to say that's it I'm going to say that's it right there
1: you know what let's just leave it at that because I don't want to take over
2: the
0: rest of this podcast
2: (laughs) well I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I
0: just think maybe we should AI some real weird cartoon character into this chair in the footage that people see from here on out. Yeah. I would be wholly entertained. I uh, Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know... Mid- anime girl, yeah, put her in there.
1: <laughs> so so MidJourney was banning a bunch of accounts for a while for making
0: political photos. Yeah, it, well, uh, what is it? Polarizing right. things in general are very frowned upon with that right. platform. So I actually had to stop my wife. Because she wanted to make
1: images of our illustrious governor in draft. Well, there's plenty of Jason Aldean ones out there now. <laughs> and, and, you know, I was all for it, because I do want to see that myself, but I didn't want the account banned. <laughs> it's like, no, baby, you do that with your email. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, no, so,
3: so I, I hadn't heard this. They were just, like, banning the accounts of
1: people who were doing so yeah if anything you, uh, political uh so basically putting someone in a compromising photo so like this gotcha. all happened because of the mid-journey photo of trump being arrested because i don't remember exactly when but trump was like they're gonna arrest me on tuesday and this was like three months yeah. ago yeah he was off by three months <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so there's, like, a photo of, like, the police, like, pushing him to the ground and, like, dragging him out (laughs) to the car. And they went viral, and people believed it. And so then that account got banned, and then they banned a bunch of other accounts, several uh, British ones for politicians I don't know the names of. And, you know.
3: and, and see, this is just a case of not really, you can't really blame the person who fed the prompts in the mid-journey here. You have to blame the intelligence level of people. Now, <laughs> if, if thought that was real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There,
0: there was I, a lot of trust, not a lot of verify. <laughs> right.
3: I understand that, you know, That's so some of these, work. like, we now have apps that are, Are like uh, claiming to to identify deep fakes, you know? Mm -hmm. I I get that some of them may look really real, but as somebody like Trump being thrown to the ground by police, like, uh, they can't even write down his height and weight proper. They ain't
0: gonna throw him (laughs) to the ground.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm 6'4, 215 pounds. Eat a dick. Well, it's gotta be true, Trump said it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he put it on the, it's on the paperwork. Oh, uh, he
3: probably reposted it. It's probably the background in his next rally act.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like my doctor said I'm the healthiest president there ever was. <laughs> you should trust him. He's a doctor. <laughs> Even better, he's my doctor. <laughs> Foolishness, I say. Yeah, well, I, you know, obviously
3: we have a, a, a country filled of people who are willing to trust almost anything well, so, these
0: days. So that, that that is even more to your point about you know you have to be aware of what things look sketchy as shit because <laughs> if if the three of us can't figure out after using these tools and looking at hundreds or thousands of these images if we can't ra- recognize a stray one out in the wild somewhere like oh this looks stylistically like. X software made it, right. you know. Yeah. Then, and especially if we see that in somewhere, it shouldn't be like on the newspaper, or <laughs> or, you know, like, uh, in an article somewhere, or, or just you know, like as an as an ad on a billboard or something. You know, just anywhere where advertising can be pointed right. at it's Right. Like we got to be aware of these things because we can't, you know, can't not know when we're being lied to in some form or fashion.
1: and and it's you're right it's really hard and we're still at the infancy of this technology so it's just going to get better
0: so the ethics haven't really formed yet so everybody's just getting screwed one way or the other Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) and oddly enough on the other end you have like these um, these illustrators who are now basically trying to copy that AI style as much as they can some of them are Really good at it. You yeah, know? so sure. you have these images that you're like, "Oh, this is totally AI," only to find out they're posting their their uh, their shots throughout their progress, and I'm like, no, they they built this all in Illustrator, and you know,
0: like,
2: cool.
0: hey. that's that's yeah, that's the opposite side of that. Quick to judge, do right. I trust? <laughs> like, how do I verify this? And it's it's going to get really bad out there for old people, you guys, because old people are already at a disadvantage. Like, <laughs> yep, yeah. they're out here giving twelve hundred dollars to the prince in Nigeria. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what yeah. happens when you know some AI generated video lands in their inbox and it's their grandkid you know, God knows what it could be, blah blah blah. You know, I still um,
3: remember the day I had to explain to my dad what trolling was and why <laughs> people would do it. You know, and he was like, I'm like, Dad, look do not realize that people are not necessarily themselves when they sit down behind that keyboard. Yeah. Anonymous is right. big. Right. There's no there's no real consequences for them. And he just kind of looked at me baffled like, what do you mean people? And this is a guy who, who Until you it. get doxxed.
2: Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
3: he bred into me a distrust of people in general. You right? Know? So this is coming from a guy that, that I always knew of well you better watch it this person's trying to scam you yeah. and now he's just like what do you mean they're not themselves I can't imagine what he's seeing when he sees some of these AI images you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and especially you know can you imagine like uh, seeing things that he's so accustomed to seeing you know uh, things that are just a tinge off of the norm for a lot right. of these people because I've seen you know like uh, generated pictures of you know old couples in the 40s or whatever you know just right. like old style portraits and if you didn't count that they've got seven fingers on one hand you would have never you know you would have never known <laughs> that, that collarbone
1: is kind of like pointing up <laughs> over there
0: yes but you know, <laughs> you know? like if, if you don't know to look for these things you're just going to be like oh I used to have one of them cars I miss it you know right. <laughs> yeah totally
1: and I, I feel bad because I see people on like Facebook like family or whatnot, posting image like you know like sh- resharing something like check out this amazing bedroom set <laughs> and i'm like you do realize like the end table's floating
0: <laughs> yeah it has no feet and there's a shadow like,
1: like nobody has that
3: <laughs> yeah well I, I mean i don't know how much you, you know this i'm sure you do especially working live events when you have paintings up people don't look at things you know like th- no matter how big the painting is they they glance at it they're like oh I love this overall image but they don't take the time to actually sit there and look at details 90% of the time and then you add scrolling to that and it's <laughs> gone even worse. So,
0: know. so what you just said is we both need to get a vertical format screen that's touchscreen. That people can <laughs> totally. just go like this when they're in our blues and look at the <laughs> yeah. shit. And when they like it, that's a sale, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, know you like this picture? That's forty you bucks. You that, man? <laughs> <laughs> Venmo's on <laughs> the QR code right here. You <laughs>
1: actually have to insert your credit card to scroll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it, right there. That's it. So now we know. Now we know. Now we know. Now we know. That's, Absolutely. That's the play. <laughs> Turn your TV sideways, add a POS system. Well, I mean, one
3: of the things they taught me when I went back to school, uh, I went for commercial illustration. It was essentially a graphic design program is what I got. I I love the knowledge I I learned, but one of the things they really pressed into me was people don't read things at all. So if you have (laughs) a flyer, you really big up top what it is, Absolutely pertinent information right under that, almost as big. Mm-hmm. Everything else doesn't matter. You have an image to pull them in. You have those few things. That's it. Yeah. Everything else you can leave off.
2: <laughs>
1: you need a website. Yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs> but that goes with that part of that pertinent information. Yeah. It used to be a phone number. Right. You know? Now it's a website. Or a QR code, even oh, better. That,
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've put a lot of QR codes on things in my in my graphic works over the last, I don't know, three years or so. They've gotten super-duper popular. Yeah. And, and I've put... Uh,
3: I have one on my business card that takes people straight to my online store. Yeah. So, yeah. if they don't want to take the card, I'm like, hey, just scan that QR code.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. so much easier. I don't know. I, I, there's definitely... So, I do a lot of uh, event posters and flyers and stuff like that just in, in the general arena of graphic work that I do, and if, uh, if it's a certain level of National Touring Act that comes through and I get to work with whatever, like, there's usually a QR code somewhere on the poster, the physical posters that get printed, and usually um, it's formatted some way in the PSD file for it to be everywhere. You know, somewhere in each file format for each social media right. account. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking at the, the medium format image for your Instagram and there's a QR code down the corner, it means you got to get your friend's phone and scan that QR code. That way they can look at it. But there's usually, <laughs> <laughs> there's usually oh, some on there somewhere. <laughs> I put QR codes in weird places, that's for sure. But they're handy. And I, there's one on the work van I roll around in four days a week. And it's like seven feet tall.
3: <laughs> I, now I'm thinking about just like incorporating them into my paintings you know just like little ones all over the place so you can like just like scan them as you go yeah buddy go <laughs> ahead so, <laughs> have at that I'm going to watch gonna that, that, me so that crazy. would
1: be impressive <laughs> yeah
3: uh, Look, I, I, you know my work. I, I yeah, spend, you like detail, but yeah, you
0: have at it. <laughs> that's
3: that's one of those projects that would like just sit on my desk for the next year and a half, two years. So I'm gonna I do one of these every other three weeks. <laughs> right. It'll eventually just be a like biopic of my life. I think maybe.
1: So I got. <laughs> I, I, I got a board game inside that I got a couple years ago called Chronicles of Crime and all the cards in it have QR codes on it. And you have the accompanying app and the game is basically a murder mystery like you're playing a Sherlock Holmesy type character and it's like a group of people playing together trying to solve the mystery. And it, it kinda works because like you deal it out for the different scenarios and you tell the phone which game you're playing and, like, you're like, oh, I want to talk to this character. So you just scan her card at the location, and it's, like, brings up what, the dialogue, and you just click through it. So it's, like, the huh. in-between.
0: So there's, is, is it interactive, or is it just, just like, hey, I'll scan this image, i get this line of dialogue?
1: It's interactive. You get to say, like, you get to pick what you say to them, ask okay. questions, so there's search some, so, the rooms. So there's some
0: scripted back-and-forth interaction. Yep. Okay, that's cool.
1: And, yeah, it's... It's kind of like a, you're playing a old school like computer game where you're clicking through dialogues to say solve the mystery or find Carmen gotcha. Sandiego. Right, yeah. Except you're doing it on a board, right? And you know, while sitting around and. I, I... Reminds
3: me, like I, I remember the first time I saw one of those board games where you came with the DVD or the VHS, actually, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you oh, had yeah. to press play at
0: certain times, you know, to get to the, get the, to the, scene, the scene. yeah, yeah, yes. that's it. Yo, I back. killed some scene. It back in the day. Oh man, don't no, do not sit across the table for me at scene. It. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It's a bad time. <laughs> But that, yeah, I can see how that would be a very uh, interactive. Uh, we'll see what's the word I'm looking for. Um, encapsulating, like it's a very uh, God. What's the word? What am I looking for? Um, outside of interactive, God bless. Uh, <laughs> I hate when this happens. I, I, I don't. I don't I'm know where you're that, going with this. I'm one. the guy I would that's love to, help. to have the words. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: well, we'll we'll just jump in here. It it, it works because you're. It's it's a new way to interface with yeah. with the game board right. and bring your phone in. Which I mean, if we want to jump onto AI, like I feel like just you could lose the board. And I mean, people are already playing D and D with AI. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had multiple ChatGPTs. I I had one that I told to be the DM, and I had three others that I told to make characters. <laughs> For a campaign, you're and the I had second them,
0: person that told me they've done it, and I had them
1: play together.
0: So did you just sit there and watch the the dialogue? Yeah, I, I just watched it. Um, did you crack open a beer and like, yes, mm, mm, yes. yes?
2: Well, actually,
1: once they finished, I had another GP and another like uh, AI read it and convert it to uh, oh, written like a, or like Tolkien. In <laughs> the style of Tolkien to retell their story. I had a, a great like three hours one evening with this. That sounds like a lot of fun. Actually.
3: It was.
0: <laughs> I'm not surprised. This knowing you, I'm not surprised one bit. Well, you know, I'm just surprised it was three hours. You didn't make this go all night. Well, you know, I have a kid. <laughs> I had to start after bedtime. Ah, <coughs> oh, that's true that's true damn damn responsibilities
1: (laughs) but yeah I I I don't really have enough time to play D&D these days so I just have computers play D&D with each other that way, when, you know, they become sentient and they try to take us over and rule the world, they'll remember me as the guy that just let them play. Like, hey, dude, no. like, I just let the AIs have fun.
0: They're not coming after me. You just did the binary equivalent of giving them all treats. Yeah. It, absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking out for me. Right. Well, you know, I mean that's fair. I create a safe space for robots and myself. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is an all-inclusive zone. Yep. We all play D and D, and if you don't like it, turn yourself off. <laughs> 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 this is what we do here. Goodness. <laughs> so is is that literally the most complicated thing you've done with with different chatbots? Because you're coordinating like four different. Interances Um, of that
1: So I did some stuff later With AutoGPT I don't know if you've heard of that Um, That got a little bit More complicated by having I had one Be a lead architect and the other ones being Two were programmers And then I had a QA And basically I made a software team Mm -hmm. Out of different AIs In AutoGPT and Their goal was to write Pong that was playable in a web browser. How'd that work out? Uh, I would give it, like, a B, you know? As in, like, it wasn't, like, a fully fleshed-out game, and I could not get them to understand building an AI for the the <laughs> second player. <laughs> so, like, instead it was just, like, a two-player Pong. You know? <coughs> um, and, but it kind of worked. It kind of worked? I mean, it bounced back and forth. And it could keep score. Okay, big deals. Big deals. Your paddles could go up and down, but there wasn't, like, there wasn't much variation in the way the balls bounced. Uh, so okay. it was very predictable. You could just be like, doot, 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 the same thing over <laughs> and over again, and it would just keep going in the same path. So
0: right. I watched a fella uh, build, like build and rig a character uh, as Sonic the Hedgehog, and then tried to teach Sonic the Hedgehog how to bowl. So he had a whole environment and a perfectly rigged character, and I was like, "Here, AI, this is these are the, these are the parameters you need to hit. Write the code to teach the character to make the movements to do the thing." And after the first five minutes of him setting this all up and showing you what he did and all the tools he used, he was like, "All right, here we go," and just put a uh, like a 15-minute, four times speed video of. All the attempts of this (laughs) particular character trying to do this particular thing. And eventually it got to the point where it wasn't like doing the whole walk up three steps, swing throw the bowling ball. It was just like taking half a step and launching the ball (laughs) down the lane.
3: (laughs) Well, it's much more. Was it
0: knocking them all over? It it did (laughs) knock over some pins at some point. point. (laughs) No strikes were had, and the ball only ever made contact with the lane from like the middle third on. (laughs) So like the first third of the lane was all aerial travel for the ball. Shot put, yeah, essentially. So you know, after a little refinement, he got the character to actually roll the ball down the lane. But then it was never straight, so it just kept bouncing the gutter into the other lane. So it's just you know. It's, it's how do you how do you define the context and, and uh, goals that you need this thing to accomplish?
1: I mean, I feel like that's a classic uh, reward scenario. Yes. If you if you tell it that the higher the score it gets, the better. And then you just have enough money to let it try <laughs> ten thousand times. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay that server time. You'll figure it out,
2: right? They, they want you. you. They
0: want (laughs) you to pay that server. Well, of course they. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hey, listen, you really need to watch this really bad Sonic (laughs) attempt to bowl ten thousand times until it bowls, you know, a seven tenth split. You just have to. But Uh, that's and that that communication about rewards uh, hierarchy and stuff like that has been, I feel like, pushed to the forefront more since mm -hmm. this is part of the conversation and it's a broader conversation too how do you write these things, and how do you reward them mm-hmm. to do the things? It has been, you know. She's like, how many aspects or lenses onto this problem are we going to find?
1: Yeah, I mean the the like how to do weighting of like these like back propagation networks and stuff like that. I did a class in um, neuromorphic computing and biologically inspired computing, like shit, almost a decade ago now that class is basically not relevant
0: (laughs) anymore. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right, because it's changed so much since all that happened. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of those classes that needs to be reviewed probably like every 18 months or something like that now. Which is, honestly,
1: the reason I have that website in this house is I am thoroughly convinced that all my fellow programmers that are not incorporating using AI tools into their tool set are going to be unemployable in five years. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm doing it in my spare time and having fun with it by, like, watching D&D events happen because it's a way for me to keep know I'm still going to have a job in five years.
0: You mean D&D is going to keep you employed? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Revelations. (laughs) 30 years ago, nobody could say that. Nope. <laughs> and a lot of people who did say that... Probably didn't get hired. No. No,
2: definitely not. <laughs> definitely not.
0: Oh, how the tables turn. <laughs> uh,
1: but I personally think that's going to be a similar thing in your uh, line of the world, but I don't really know because... I know you've incorporated MidJourney and these AI tools into your toolset, but I've got some other artist friends who are 100% against AI because, you know, it's it's taking our jobs, and I've kind of had the conversation like, well... You might need to learn it a little.
0: Sean, has has any of these AI programs taken money out of your pocket? Absolutely not. Same here. Like not <laughs> a, not a single one of
3: them had been Absolutely. like, oh, Thomas's
0: wallet? Give me that. And, and okay.
3: I, I got to be completely honest. As little as I enjoy doing commissions like of logos and stuff like that, you know, logos are okay because they're quick. I can make... 150 bucks off of like 3-4 to hours work max (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, and people are happy but the more computer programs that take those jobs from me, the more time I have to work on the stuff that I actually want to paint and do anyways so I'm in a weird area where I'm like, yeah, let them, let them take those commercial jobs, you know. Like, <laughs> I know it sucks for a lot of my friends who work with either marketing companies or, or graphic design firms, you know yeah, but then that's that's on them not putting those tools in their own toolkit. That's exact. I was gonna say it goes right back to I, it's just like you know when I first started getting into digital art, there's this huge divide between traditional artists and digital artists. And for the longest time, traditional artists wouldn't dare touch anything.
0: Did? I don't even own a scanner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: actually. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, people like that. Um, and, and so that, that has changed. Massively, just in the past four to five years, that I've been really trying to make art a business. You yeah. know, um, so it, it won't be long till these people realize, look, this, I've got to use these tools. They're gonna make my production way quicker. My bosses are gonna be happier, and ultimately, the clients don't care as long as you give them the parameters that they want and you do it fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, ultimately, like with any good tool, the thing it aids with on top of it being a good tool is that you're more efficient with whatever task you use that tool with. Right. And I think all of us being capable capable and able-bodied people understand that good tools are worth using because they're good tools. Right. So if you're going to be abstinent enough to be like, oh, no, that thing that's good at that job, I'll never use that. (laughs) You know
1: I I don't need a mitre saw. I'm just going to hand
0: saw everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, 45 degrees, let's go. Yeah. 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 I I think it's, I don't know. To some degree, it's foolish. Other degrees, it's just like um, people are just resistant to change. But I feel like this is one of those balls that once it gets kicked, you're either... Uh, like rolling with it or swimming upstream, you know, right. you kind of have to figure out how it works for you, if it works for you, and if it doesn't cool, that's great, you don't have to worry about it, but I feel like everybody needs to do at least a little bit of due diligence and figure out how they could use it, or at least see if it's relevant in what they do. Well, mm-hmm. and, and no, If nothing else, I mean, I, I prefer working traditionally. I
3: don't get the same gratification, dopamine release when I work digitally. I do it because it's quick and it's easy and, you know, doing shirt designs, it would take me weeks to draw that out and paint it and scan it and then edit that. I can do that in two or three days, you know, but, um, I I think, I think there's always going to be a need for those hand things. I mean, let's face it. We all have power tools now, Right. But when I go to the arts and craft fair and I see some dude who put together the rocking chairs that he milled with his own hands, I'm like, yeah, I would totally pay $500 for this rocking chair if I could afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's that's Mm -hmm. the kicker. But I mean, there's there's always going to be people out there who appreciate that. And I, I think what a lot of people forget about AI is that, it's not going to be used by people who are vending at art fairs on a regular basis. This is a tool that's going to be used in the industry for mm-hmm. album covers or Christmas cards. For I crime. mean, I, I've
0: <laughs> used it specifically to make, like, uh, backgrounds for show posters and yeah. and textures and stuff for, like, uh, environmental graphics and stuff like well, that. Well, in studies, but, too.
3: Yeah. I mean, I've done it just to be like, all right, I have this concept here's what I want to achieve. I just want to see what this Mm -hmm. program comes up with. Yeah. And multiple times I've been like, oh, that's really good. (laughs) Like, yeah, I won't pay that.
0: (laughs) I mean, I've I've definitely uh, done it for composition hierarchy of of visual things. You know, just type it in there. How does it put it together? That might be something worth investigating. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've, I've done it. Sitting in casual conversation with other people, man, I wonder what so and so would look like if they did this, this, and this. <laughs> but, but you know, it's usually like car conversations. What would a Dodge Viper look like if it was, you know, scaled like a snake? You know? <laughs> type that in, and out. I'm just i I like, actually want to know this. that right <laughs> now. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah, let me just uh, pull this here phone out and type that into Journey <laughs> yeah.
2: Sounds but, good. But see,
0: that's like that's the BS that falls into Mid Journey for me, like the random like snippets of half complete thoughts that are just like oh hey this would be cool and then it's just like let me type this in real quick and uh, 30 seconds later
1: (laughs) one of my wife's random uh one of those on mid-journey she ended up turning into a t-shirt just for her just because she was like listening to marina and the diamonds and there's like a song that's like why be a wallflower when you could be a Venus flytrap? Oh, shit. (laughs) So she made a shirt of that, and it's like, you know, the Venus flytrap with the teeth and everything. It's very, uh, oh, crap, what is that movie? Feed Me Seymour. Little Shop of Horrors. It's very Little Shop of (laughs) Horrors.
2: That's
3: great. Yeah, I, you know, it's been really interesting to me to, to watch the arguments unfold on all of the, uh, Artist groups that I'm in because there's definite, you know, division between there are sites now, there are pages now that won't even accept any AI images at mm-hmm. all because people complain so much, you know. Um,
0: yeah, or, how do you verify that though? Uh, like, yeah,
3: <laughs> right. Well, I, that's part of the issue, I think, that they're afraid of, honestly. <laughs>
1: uh, so this one's kind of jumping back a bit, but we were talking about like the, you know, the copywriting can't be done. I was seeing something, there's another lawsuit going on. Uh, a guy who took basically a, a baseline art AI, so like a, one of the stable diffusions, and trained it only on his artwork and used it to generate. Stuff that it only had knowledge of his artwork. It was not pre-trained on anything So it was
0: fed his style, 100%, was influenced no other way. And he can't get it copyrighted. Right. Even though it's his. But right if he were to take that and put one dot of paint on a printed picture, that that could... You know, so yeah, he, he would have to or, do a paint-over of it of some sort
3: to get the copyright. I would it. imagine you could probably even argue that just taking a couple of those images... And compositing them, compositing together. them puts a human element into it because I'm pretty sure you can copyright digital images that you create. I don't don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that they will actually send you a copyright for that. Mm-hmm. So,
1: I mean, you know. That's like the half step in between, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He he has the AI make it, and then he puts it into uh, Photoshop and adds a few more lines.
0: (laughs) Puts a filter on it. Is is that the workaround? Because I feel like that's where the workaround is right now. I really, really do. Because I can take these things and put a couple brush strokes on them and what is it, change it by 20% in some form or fashion and be like, bam, original artwork, right uh, according to, you know, industrial art definitions. So, <laughs> uh, you know, do I do that or do I just print it off and sign my name on it and don't tell nobody? like, like <laughs> how do you do this? I, but it's like, uh, the, there also is like in the line of how do I define this, is it, is this a collaboration between a software and myself, or is this something that I've solely come up with using tools, you know, it's like your, your analogy is the carpenter with the, the rocking chair, like, right. Oh, I did this. This was me with tools. and. Right. It's like, oh, do I need to tell somebody that I collaborated with software to make this? Because everybody that uses Photoshop, just assume everybody knows that they use Photoshop. Right. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like so, how else did you remove that person
2: from this photo? <laughs> like,
0: So, do it, is there, like, some, like, moral quandary about, you know, admitting I collaborated with some image generating text software I mean right now there is yeah Yeah. right now there is yeah
3: but I also think that's a personal choice I mean yeah it's just like I I don't have to list what medium I use for my paintings I do that because it stops people being like so what do you use (laughs) well it's right here you know but honestly it's totally up to the artist at that point now I personally like it when people are like, hey, I created this with mid-journey. Sweet. Thanks for letting me, <laughs> me know. know. I right. appreciate that. You didn't <laughs> spend
0: three weeks painting this, and oil's amazing.
3: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean I appreciate it any less. It's just nice
0: to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. the transparency is always appreciated. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like... I can appreciate an image at face value, you don't have to tell me how or why, Right. Like, I, I can just <laughs> totally tell you that this
3: is gorgeous and thank you. Like, I'm also, we are not that upset about AI, so it's
0: yeah, <laughs> there, a bit different. There's no one at the table here today that's just like, you know what, fuck this whole thing, not a single one of us, because well, we're all trying to figure out how to make this work for us and there's nobody that has the condescending opinion on the other side of this. So, so we really needed to invite a fourth? Yeah, we really <laughs> uh, do, do we know a person? I do, but they're not in this state. Mm. How yeah, about you, Sean? Not, do you know a person? Nope, not around here. I, I I don't know anybody that I'm willing to hang out with. I, and that's, <laughs> that's just it. Like most of
3: the most of the other creative people I hang out with are all okay with new introduction of new things to use. Yeah, you know, I don't know anybody who is like, oh, I only paint in oils. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Those people are out there, but we, oh, yeah, we don't definitely. hang out with them. <laughs> but they don't hang out with me. Right. They're not at the punk rock flea markets that I'm going to. <laughs> right, you know? It's, so, it's like, jazz only. Right,
2: totally. Wait,
1: wait.
0: It's jazz fusion or nothing, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> at the sushi bar, find me. Yeah, that
3: sounds like my neighborhood. <laughs> I was just thinking the other day, man, I, I live in East Nashville, and like you just don't know what you got until it's like... Torn down, paved over, and driven on by Teslas, you know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's East Nashville these days. Yeah, for absolutely. We, I, we've lived over there for more than a decade now,
0: and I've watched that change happen. It's uh, it's, it's pretty disheartening. <laughs> well, the minute anything changes at Underdogs, I'm going to be upset. Because <laughs> that's, that's my East Nashville dive bar right yeah, there. Yeah, that's my movie. spot. <laughs> yeah. I'll be up in arms if anything changes on that block. <laughs> you watch out, everybody. Here I come. Well, I mean, now I got a place I got to go to. Now I've been there. Yeah. Okay. It's a good spot. It's yeah, it a it's good. a literal almost a hole in the wall. Yeah. If it didn't have a full width storefront, it would be a hole. In the wall. <laughs> there's there's still a few
3: places left, you know. Like there, there's a few holdouts. Yeah. There, there's not many for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my. Do you remember Chase? From the yep. art park, yep. dude. Last year on my birthday, I was in town to see Judas Priest. And uh, after the show, he took me out to all his watering holes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got back to the hotel like 4 a.m. dragging ass. It was, it was bad, dude. It was bad. I bet and it was a good Todd time. saw me driving the porcelain bus the next morning at like 10 a.m. Oh, when, when checkout time was checkout time. <laughs> Andrew, you, you Trust
1: me, Todd's seen me at that porcelain <laughs> bus many a time. And he's
0: like, hey, man, it's uh, time to go. You're going to be able to make it out the door? And I'm just like, blah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Chase showed me some East Nashville spots, and, like, I, I, that's my neck of the woods right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's, it's a little rough around the edges, and I like it. <laughs> I, I still love it there,
3: and there is definitely still some of that edgy vibe. You know, when I first moved over there, half of the people were excited that they knew somebody in East Nashville, and the other half were like, why would you live there? Right. <laughs> do,
1: do you, like, have to carry a gun to right. get to your car? <laughs> uh, to get to my car, yes. Yeah.
3: So where I find it has no wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I just park my car in the house now.
1: <laughs> I don't have a garage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then again, I do know people that have, you know, been robbed in East Nashville, like, when leaving, like, the nicer areas. Yeah. like. How do you write a Chat
0: GPT prompt for not getting robbed in East Nashville?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do not know.
0: (laughs) We got to work on that. Sell it to all the rich people. They're scared for their lives. It, it, just
1: like you can talk to it while you're walking through to where it sounds like you're on the phone with <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah.
0: All, the, all the people that be uh, putch, uh, clutching their pearls, uh, this is for you. <laughs>
3: yes, absolutely.
0: That has become
3: one of my favorite phrases since like... Clutching uh, the pearls? Yeah, mm-hmm. since like, uh, uh, well, I guess since lockdown, somebody oh. posted something. Uh, in response to a Trump comment and they ended it with Grab my clutch and pearls. <laughs> I was just like uh, that's it. Them's not the ones you wear, them's the ones you grab. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> my clutch and pearls. Oh my god. That that has to be the least uptight right wing answer I've heard in a long <laughs> time. <laughs> Goodness. Whose grandma said that? Are they drinking a mint julep? Guarantee they are. Getting tonic. That bitch is in a rocking chair somewhere. <laughs> hey, don't knock the rocking chairs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they ain't this kind of rocking that's chair. Not, that's not a knock on the rocking chairs, that's a knock on stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair in this
3: area, that rocking chair i'll old woman was probably handed down to that family like you know 50 generations or something bless that rocking chair for putting up with her and everybody else's
0: goodness there's a wraparound porch on that plantation style house too you know it yeah there is (laughs) there is is. you know it i was uh i was in it's called a veranda down here is it yeah wraparound porch no no that's That's the veranda. (laughs) <laughs> and you, you got to say it with that accent, too. Like. The Miranda. <laughs> Two A's in the middle of that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two A's. It's like I was in uh, Pendleton, South Carolina last week doing a job at a Dunkin's, Dunkin' Donuts. And uh, I've never been there before. And uh, Dunkin' Donuts? Yes. They all right. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a sausage, chicken, cheese? Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I'd, I'd never been to Pendleton, South Carolina. So I was driving, I was 10 minutes off the interstate halfway to this Dunkin' Donuts. And I look over, and there's this big open field that had a, you know, uh, for lease or whatever, like development sign on it. Mm-hmm. And there was a three story plantation home just like falling in on itself over there. And I was just like, holy shit, how old is this? And, mm-hmm. you know, it had been one of those pieces of architecture that. Society had built up around it because that piece of property hadn't switched hands, and God knows how long. <laughs> right. So it was literally just falling in on itself. An old white three story had the columns and the outbuilding and like a newer two car garage from like the forties, and it was just like, holy oh. shit, how is this thing still standing here? It so, hadn't been bought or developed. Well, or? What's going on? Where are the hipsters to buy it and turn <laughs> it into a brewery? <laughs> Like right. Jesus. Yeah, a three-floor. Well, been
3: chased out of East Nashville. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't afford it anymore. No, definitely not.
0: In Pendleton, South Carolina. That's where they need to be. <laughs> They're right outside of Clemson. Yeah, they need. To, they, they can all go there and restore this one plantation-style home. But the thing that got me was like the facade of the house was still uh, in amazing shape. But everything oh, wow. behind the front Well, obviously, it was distressed and abandoned right. and all the things. Uh, if you've ever seen that condemned structure, this was it. <laughs> yeah, okay. But somehow, the front looked good and everything was just imploding behind it. <laughs> so... You know, they went and pressure washed the front, you know, a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't even a whole lot of vines going up on it. So I was like, damn, somebody cares about the way this shit looks. And then just tornado destruction behind it, it well
3: like nowadays it. you could just you know make that look really nice on ai recreate what it used to be that's a zillow and, listing and waiting sell to happen it. <laughs> right, right. that is a zillow
0: <laughs> listing waiting to happen i'd put it on zillow myself <laughs> i should see if i get any hits so the 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 refurbishing you know a classic building like
1: that my uh, father-in-law Has been doing that in his retirement Like there's a He's been working to redo a building up in Connecticut That's an old
0: button factory So cars weren't complicated enough Right, no (laughs) No, he, he got an old button factory And now it's
1: got an art gallery in it An ice cream studio And like a brewery in it It's like, well that's a thing to do in your retirement, I guess A button
0: factory Yep all
1: in like, socket art, I think is
2: what it's called now.
0: That's like how the spaghetti factory is now Barley's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so Barley's is a Aubrey's group restaurant in downtown Knoxville that used to legit be an old spaghetti like noodle factory.
2: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So that industrial building was turned into a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, that it, makes it, pizza right. at a at a spaghetti noodle restaurant. <laughs>
1: I mean,
3: that's not that far
0: away. Really. No, it's not.
1: There, there's marathon here in town in Nashville. Yeah, I've seen many a concert in that old tire factory. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, uh, great space, actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, side note: Are you doing the Knoxville Park Rock Play Market?
3: I am not. It's really hard to you, get into that one. Apparently, you prick. I'm um, gonna be there. Are you?
0: Yeah. You should be. You should be there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> when is that one?
0: The 16th
2: yeah, of, of next
3: month. I'm actually doing a uh, beer fest down at Common John Brewery in Manchester on the hey. 16th. Nice. Yeah. Pretty. Exciting. I haven't done one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Been at a beer fest, Scott. Yeah. Look, they got now, like they got like 50 different craft breweries
0: coming. Can I AI chat G P T another me with all of my recreated stuff to go do that <laughs> all the day? Well,
1: would would you rather be at the
0: beer festival with your real self or the AI self? I would rather send the AI self to the beer festival because I don't need to get drunk. Uh. I'll let the AI me have the hangover. Uh, all, day, all day, every day, trust me. He, he can have the hangover. Meanwhile, I'll just deal with the headache of some mediocre punk rock at the punk rock flea market. Cause, cause, cause there's going to be some good music and then there's not. Let's just, that's how these things go. Like, it, saying any less would be not. You know. <laughs> Not being observant of reality. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's,
3: it's punk music. There's only so far it can really go. We're, I, I love punk music, guys was a skateboarder for a long time all my friends listened to it.
0: I would have never guessed by looking at you. But there's not a whole lot of
3: like virtuosity
0: necessarily <laughs> in the punk rock realm. There's know? a lot of raw emotion Absolutely and, angst.
3: and that's the best thing about those shows. Right. Sure. <laughs> and I'm
0: going to be sitting here trying to sell very psychedelic pretty things and people are going to be like ah, I'm behind it and it's going to be great.
3: I was really worried the first one I did and at the time it was my best show and to this date every punk rock flea market I do is like in the top 5% of shows. I See,
0: pick. I've had a lot of people that have done these events tell me that and it makes me really nervous. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because, you- because the expectation has been set. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're just afraid your psychedelic art's just not gonna go
0: over? Well, I'm, I'm just... Ki- have you ever been somewhere and been the weirdest person in the room? That's yeah. uh, genuinely how I try to operate. I, yes, and I know you, so I know
1: this is true. Well, you see me, and I spend most of my day in finance meetings.
0: Like, I'm obviously the weirdest guy in the room. Ever. Yeah. Well, I, I have that a lot. And I feel like you do, too, sometimes. Yeah. I definitely have that experience. Yeah. I-
1: I,
3: I, I definitely tend to fit in a bit better at the punk rock flea markets, which is probably why I continue doing them right. Not to mention the money's really good. You know it's really odd to me. I, somebody came to visit me at the at one of the Nashville ones and she grew up out in uh, Orange Beach in California so she saw the punk rock scene from like early 70s on and her only comment was well it was kind of tame for a punk rock show (laughs) yeah nobody crowd surfed the booths. what the hell (laughs) oddly enough like I don't have to worry about getting spit on or like punched in the back of the head because you know somebody dropped their beer and got angry you know (laughs) like that that's all over which is really great for <laughs> I don't need that anymore. And now that I take my daughter with me, like, yeah. I definitely don't need her around that no, necessarily.
0: Right. So, Yeah, the kid's getting punched in the back of the heads and they'll go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I show up to, to some events around Knoxville and I've, ended, I've, I've been vending like three or four years, pretty consistent in Knoxville now. And I just look around the room and I'm like, all right, there's bagels over there laser cut wood earrings over there somebody's selling soap I should probably leave and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just know if there's like baked goods and laser cut earrings I'm probably in the wrong spot and I, that's not to say I haven't made money at these markets it's just that I know that's not <laughs> going to pull my target audience
2: <laughs> so,
0: yeah. I mean, and, that's, and that's just one of those things you learn after doing stuff in public for a while so it's not a bad thing it's just how it is I'm definitely
3: narrowing down my audience of shows, you know? Like, one, I learned really early, if it says craft in the title and not arts and crafts," Yeah, it's probably it's not. <laughs> like, it, it's just you would think that there would be some sort of crossover, but people who collect crafts tend to... They don't want to buy prints and canvases. Right, they save space on their walls and their and
0: their shelves for knick-knacky craft and things. Funko you know? pop <laughs> 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 And whatnot, Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i definitely know those people that go hunt for those kind of things that would never once consider buying a framed anything or a print or
2: yeah
0: you know it's it's funny where you don't find that overlap when you would expect there to be some yeah because if you show up you're the only person with like art art (laughs) literal art not just like oh hey there's you know these pictures of these things it's like no i have Hand painted original canvases that are out here <laughs> on display. Like, it's very pretty. Yeah, yeah. thanks. <laughs> Dude, I had I had somebody kick over one of my pieces the other day because I had it leaned up in front of my table.
2: <sighs> oh.
0: And luckily, it was in a metal frame that was like extruded aluminum, pretty tough. Anytime I find those at the Goodwill, I'll I'll, I'll get those so oh. fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, just kicked it over. And he was like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry. This is gorgeous." I'm like, "It would look a like lot gorgeous in your house. <laughs> you can make up for it. Just buy it. Yeah, Just buy it. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a kick the shit out of it discount." <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
0: a uh, twenty dollars more. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 been weird trying to find a crowd that likes my work in Knoxville. It's it's been that's when you find out how small somewhere is right. when you show up to something like that and you, and you don't. Don't have the time you thought you were gonna have because I've definitely had good markets, but it's the markets I'm always like, well, we'll see how this goes. I don't really know. They usually turn out to be the better ones. Okay. So then you got to just keep doing it. Yeah, like there's no rhyme or reason. I can't look at a uh, at a market flyer and be like, oh, it's gonna be this kind of stuff at this venue. I should probably skip it because then I go there and everybody's like, oh shit, we had a great time, and I'm just like, oh well, fuck.
3: You but know. at the same time, you can't sign up for everyone you see. No, but <laughs> no. I,
0: it's, yeah. I, I've done, so far this whole year, it's August right now, I've done three markets so far this whole year, and I think Punk Rock's going to be the fourth and the last, unless I sign up for the Christmas event in Nashville, Right, which I may or may not. So, like, that's a two-day event, too, so we'll see. But last year and the year before that, I did double, maybe triple that amount of markets, and I was just... Said, you know, screw it, I'm gonna be way more selective this year and uh, I've done the ones that I've done like in South Knox and then the punk rock flea market at the middle of mine. Yeah. And I did the Spring Chicken Fest at the at the concourse. That was really cool. That was a good day. Spring Chicken Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the lady that organized it ran around in a chicken onesie. <laughs> Well, I'm sold. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what more do you need to know? She was running around, are you okay? And I was like, bah! you know. So it's, it all worked out. It all worked out. Um, she said, i got to run around here all over the place. So i got to make sure people can recognize me. So I dressed in this chicken onesie. It's the Spring Chicken Fest. I said, why not? Like, I, I don't have any No, no questions from me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, no. So you were not the weirdest one in that event. So, well, <laughs> If I was, it was the second weirdest, and it wasn't a big margin. It was not a large margin. But, yeah, it's it's kind of funny showing up, and you look around the room, and you're like, I've got, I'm not the normal one. Like, you look around, you see the people, and it's just like, this is not. Hmm.
3: It's really funny, like, I've worked a, a few craft shows this year that, I only did it because the people putting it on were doing a block of shows, you yeah. know, and they have, they're doing some Halloween shows. And I'm like, yes, this is right up my alley. But I get a percentage off, so I'm going to try this festival, you know. And uh, my wife has recently convinced me to start printing greeting cards with my images on it and about the only thing the people at that craft show paid attention to were the greeting cards. I was like man I'm Ain't that a bitch. so glad you actually convinced me to do this though because otherwise I wouldn't have made any
2: money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's, like, that's, that's me right now trying to figure out how to shoot some lower price point stuff because like all, all the paintings I'm going to bring to the flea market are going to be like 100 bucks, 150 bucks and up and I've got some big paintings like if right. I sell something for $1,000 that day I'd be It'd be nice, and that'd be something I don't have to carry home, you know? I don't want to take that 3 by 4 painting home. Right. I just don't. Right. They'd be paying me to get it off my hands, you know? Mm-hmm. At this point, because I've had it for a while. But um, it's one of those things that I, you know, I say the thing, and then I do the thing, and then I forget what I was going to say. I love being human sometimes. It's so strange. Oh,
3: <laughs> uh, lower, lower price points, price yeah. Point.
0: yeah. So I've been printing some skulls that I've found. That are like taxidermy laser scans skulls. like so i know that somebody that cares about this specimen and then scan it and put it on the internet so i was like all right these i feel ethical to use these but this is okay because one, it's open source. Right. Two, it's a laser scan from an animal that probably died naturally or, or was hunted and needs to be preserved. And the taxidermy was like, you know what? This is cool as shit. When I scan this animal all down, I'm going to laser scan it and then I'm going to put it on the internet. And <laughs> I want to kiss whoever that was on the face because that made my job so much easier, mm-hmm. like looking for that stuff. And then I know they're accurate and to life-size scale because they were scanned from actual right. specimens. So, like, I have no need to question the accuracy of it at all. I-
1: I've seen the, the pictures you've had of those, and I honestly thought you had like a real raven skull. Yeah, I honestly... Dude, did. that thing is like this
0: long, there's no way. This this raven skull is like, uh, it's double the scale size of the model, but I think the scale size of the model to begin with is like four times the size of an actual <laughs> raven skull. So this the skull that I posted a picture of is like eight times bigger than an actual raven skull. Like it's sitting on the front of my hand and the tip of the beak is like right here on my wrist. So it's it's big. it might be 10 inches long so yeah that one's way out of scale but the fox and the raccoon I just printed are two scale of the specimen like I didn't change it at all so those are going to be really neat but what a great resource yeah (laughs) and and, and it, it took me a little while to find some of those but there's one taxidermy guy out of Texas that has just been, like, scanning all kinds of skulls and stuff, you know, animals that have come through his shop, so I was just like, I... Yes, he
1: got a laser it. scanner and wanted to use it.
0: Yeah, so, uh, I
3: mean, we're gonna have to talk, because I really want to get some, like, skulls just to, like, put up on my shelves above my drawing desk, yeah. you know? I, I don't draw people, I do
0: draw <laughs> animals,
3: so... We'll definitely chat. Yeah, there. I
0: mean, I've got a... What is it? A CR-10 pro s2 or whatever the bullshit is i can print things that are 14 inches tall Uh
1: i got the cr20 yeah nice you're gonna have to show me
0: that before i leave all right (laughs) uh, it's upstairs. uh well let's get nerdy real quick i've got um a full metal direct drive hot end and a double driven like gear um motor for the for the direct drive extruder well, you, you got nerdier than me. Mine's <laughs> stock. <laughs> yeah, but you have more print volume,
1: I think, than uh, I do. I think uh, a little bit more, maybe. Um, the the twenty, the main difference was it came with the self leveling
0: bed. Ah, uh, I've got so this one was modded. It's got different firmware on it, and it's got e E three D bed level probe sensor on it. Yeah, so I've, it's got the physical turn you know, the knobs on the bottom, but it's got the twenty five point leveling yep. grid with the touch sensor. So
1: I I like Mine's not stuck. I actually added <laughs> physical knobs to the bottom because mine t- didn't t- come, t- come t- with those. <laughs> Not at all? None at all because they were like, you know what? It's going to auto level. No, you need the knobs. And I was like, <laughs> no, fuck this. <laughs> you need the knobs. Those knobs are really
3: important at least so once. So did you print the knobs off on the printer
0: to use
2: on the printer? No, because they're <laughs> I <do. laughs> brass. I should have.
0: That's when you call your buddy with the 3D printer and you're just like, hey man, print me some knobs. <laughs> <laughs> Now one of the first things I did with my um, my first Ender 3 was print knobs because the knobs that are stocked are like tiny little like three quarter inch knobs yeah. so I print some big ones that just fit around it and they're, now they're like two and a half inches across. You just go <laughs> like this. It's super <laughs> easy. <laughs> yeah, much great. Simpler. Yeah. And uh, you need way less torque because the diameter is bigger so <coughs> you can fine tune the bed level easier turning a larger knob. So that's been super slick. Nice. But I bought I bought this particular machine second hand from a like mechanical engineer guy out in Farragut that had bought a Bamboo Labs XP1 or whatever and he's like oh man that thing's so damn fast chuck this shit in the trash oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> so he's yeah. like he said here's a seven hundred dollar machine I'm selling it for three hundred and fifty bucks I was at his house the next day picking it up yeah. <laughs> yeah, <definitely>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't yes. pass on that yeah so I had to get that and he's like yeah I know I priced it to move and I was like yeah you're lucky I'm buying it like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know how to use this thing not somebody's son that's gonna like throw it in the corner of their desk and use it twice and never... <laughs> uh,
1: I'm not gonna talk about the fact that since I've moved in this house I've, mine is still not
0: really unpacked it's just sitting on the floor upstairs do, you know, do, do I need to do word. I need to say inspirational words
2: no. I'll get around to it
0: eventually <laughs> that's why just like you know I got a kid and like, yeah. <laughs> they're scapegoats sometimes don't let them lie they're really good at that they're they are great fantastic and they don't even know they carry that burden no. <laughs> that, that might be the best part
3: nope. <laughs> all yet.
1: the hobbies that have died
0: <laughs> yeah man you know being a dad just kind of takes some of that away from you it does <laughs>
1: Uh, actually, the three D printer. Like I was really going to town with it for a while, and uh, but my wife was the one who really used it. Oh, cosplay yeah? stuff. Mm. Like uh, I ended up selling my. Uh, I did like a. We were doing a cosplay. She was a Deathclaw from Fallout, and I was in Raider power armor. Yeah. It was supposed to be normal power armor, but on one of the face plates, the printer stalled. Midway through, so it was just broken. So I uh, <laughs> instead of reprinting that pl- piece, I just put some like putty and stuff on it and made it look like it had been shot out.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean that's that's the thing to do,
1: right? Yeah, that's, that is the way to go about that. So I just filled in the hole a little bit, but um, I sold the laser pistol I made from that for hundred nice. and fifty bucks. Nice. Yeah, pretty happy because I've used it once and then in a yeah. up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the skulls have been the most complicated thing I've been pulling out of my machine. And I haven't made any, like, uh, resin-filled jewelry. I haven't made any jewelry almost at all this year. So, like, really the, the flexing on the 3D printing stuff, I've made some... I did an, I've been messing around with um, flexible filament a lot. So the direct-drive extruder has been a big deal. The, um, one of my co-workers is like, hey... I need you to do me a favor. I need you to print me some lawn dart fins. <laughs> so what did I do? I obliged him. I mm, uh, yeah. printed. I designed and printed him some lawn dart fins, and he's got a lathe, so he can make the spikes himself. And I was like, "Hey, let's agree on some dimensions for these spikes, <laughs> so I can make the appropriate cavity in the fins for the, the, the metal rod to go through." So I, I did, and he's got uh, lawn darts now. Yeah, but hey, it's. Hey,
1: it's a it's a brave new world. Yeah. You know, they outlaw stuff for safety but we can just <laughs> DIY it
0: <laughs> so you know I took some TPU flexible material and made some really long <laughs> slender triangular veins for some fins and he made some spikes on his lathe, and everything's fine. I personally kids stay think in the house. I personally
3: yeah. think what the world needs now more than anything is lawn darts to become popular again. Well, it can, it can we like can thinning we
0: thinning the herd? Maybe can we encapsulate that. <laughs> let's encapsulate that in a, uh, a, lather, a lathering and liberal application of Darwinism. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, like all the breweries now, like bocce ball courts are becoming a big thing. <laughs> you just replace it with lawn darts. Uh, you have like four or five beers. I mean. You remember that time with the moonshine and the shooting guns? We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: I'm still traumatized. You were traumatized? Yeah, we're, oh. we were all traumatized. That was a group experience. It yes, uh, was my, a my, shared my tragedy. My poor car. Uh, <laughs> sorry, when, when we get off microphone, I'll tell you that story. That's That's... that's Stony and I go way back, and that's a story. <laughs> that's that sounds like a good one. Well, it I mean, was. You
3: start off with moonshine and shooting
0: guns. Well, it, <laughs> and everyone's traumatized. <laughs> yeah, one one thing, one thing, and then all the things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? My dad sold the jeep a couple of years ago, oh, and, and he man. he sold it for two hundred dollars more than I bought it for. Well, that's stupid.
1: Like how how did that happen?
0: And Inflation. Had, <laughs> a, a damn near 400,000 mile Jeep. 398,000 miles on it when I parked it. Wow. Bought it for $400 when I was 15. <laughs> Drove it for a decade and some change. <laughs> until I had my son, like, you know, got, got a different car. $600, 398,000 miles a couple years ago. I don't. I don't know how who he conned into this, but a four hundred thousand mile jeep that has all of its service records Honestly, for the last three hundred thousand. miles. It was probably five hundred
1: dollars worth of scrap metal. So the other hundred dollars was because it's still turned on.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. and, then, and then you know, I asked Dad. I was like, hey. Who'd you sell it to? And he's like, well, hell, son, I don't know. They've changed hands a couple times. I was like, so whoever's got this vehicle now don't know all the lifetime warranty parts they got on it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, you could have asked me for all the service records and logs and stuff before you went and sold this thing. I would happily turn that over to whoever owns it. I oh, hell, son, I didn't even think about that. And I was like, I was just worried about my $600. And I was like, well. It's just
3: going to get passed down from one kid to the next. <laughs> it, went, it went through two
0: generations of Zachary family, and if it, if that doesn't kill it, it's going to die shortly thereafter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because
0: I think when Todd bought it, or Bob bought it, it had a couple dozen thousand miles on it. And then when I got it, it had 115,000 miles on it. I'm pretty
1: sure I recall being with Todd at Central High School. When we were in high school, and he t-boned a Honda Civic that he killed while in that Jeep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't even go to that
0: school. <laughs> and, and, and she did. And it also uh, took down a cedar tree in the winter, one winter, and had to get frame, had to get the frame pulled, and all this jazz. And then I got it. So and I, then I got and it. And then yeah. I got it. So, you know, I drove it around in the woods. I used to say that thing takes me everywhere I need to go and also everywhere I didn't need to be. <laughs> and, and it sure as fuck did. <laughs> it sure did. But, yeah, that, that, all that. Uh, if I could AI myself another 95 Jeep Cherokee, I would so fast. I, I like how you try to keep bringing it back to AI just about being like,
1: well, if I could AI whatever we were just talking about.
0: Well, you know, I may not be the best host, but I can at least bring it back around every now and again. I mean, I'm no, like, Geraldo Rivera or, you know, um, Howard Stern, but I can inform and shock other ways. <laughs> mm. Well, gentlemen, well, I think yeah. this conversation is about ran its course at an hour and 28 minutes.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm out of AI to talk about. I could ask GPT what we should talk about.
2: But I think that's, well.
0: that's a bit too meta.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, fellas, since we didn't do an introduction at the top of this shindig, and uh, we're at the bottom of this shindig now, let's let's do some outro introductions, and then we can. Uh, uh, what do I like to say, fuck off into this. Good night. <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, if you go first, being the being the veteran show guest that I, that you are. <laughs> All
3: right, uh, Sean Williams. I'm a visual artist uh, out of Nashville. Um, yeah, I like dogs and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> traveling. And uh, uh, oddly enough, I've never actually been arrested. So there you go.
1: <laughs> All right
0: Stony, have you been arrested?
1: I, well, my name's Stony. I'm a software engineer at Nashville, uh, Stoney Enix I, too, like dogs and have not been arrested Which is a miracle Right Like, I do not know how I made it through my early 20s I
3: feel like I gotta throw that out there in life every once in a while Because lots of times I say it and people just don't believe me So, you know.
0: You've got tattoos below your elbows. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: must be it, right? Well, hello, everybody. I am Thomas Zachary,
0: the host of the KAAMP and the artist behind the thing called TTW Artworks. I love dogs and have been arrested, but just once. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. It's a damn truth. Just once. <laughs> um, I would like to thank my cohorts here for their time and their energy and willingness to talk to me about whatever we talked about today. And... Uh, Guys, it's been fun. I greatly appreciate your time and energy to sit down and... Uh answer questions and talk with me on a whim when I shot two people a message about doing some random stuff over the internet. <laughs> I, I put a lot of questions out into the ether and sometimes people say yes. <laughs> eh, this was one of them. Yeah, right. this is definitely one of them and that's usually how most of the podcast guests land. It's just a question into the ether. Well, It, it, <laughs> it
1: actually uh, took me about a month after I said yes that I figured out it was a podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're like, why is he just bringing some strangers to my house to talk? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well,
3: <laughs> well, thanks for being open to it. You know? well, I
0: mean, that's probably not the craziest thing you've ever heard me say, either. <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> I just want to hang out and talk about this shit. I was like, cool. <laughs> All right, everybody. This has been the latest episode of the KWAmp. The cicadas are about to get going, so I'll just tell you right now. They can go about their business. Uh, thanks for listening.